The following is not suited to uneducated individuals. Welcome back, everyone. It's the Show Weekly Podcast, Season 2, bringing you a whole new dose of film, TV, and pop culture. I'm your host, Joe, joined by Ben and Charlie. How have your weeks been, guys? All right. Cheers, mate. Yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's bloody hot, isn't it? It's too warm. It's too, too, <laughs> too, too warm. warm. Yeah, a bit warm. <laughs> thank you. Tell me, tell me you're a British podcaster without telling me you're a British podcaster. <laughs> oh, it's a bit, bit too warm, isn't it? A bit too, too warm. Too, too warm. Bit too checks warm. The, checks the thermostat and it's 16 degrees. Ooh. Oh, well, a bit warm. <laughs> have you been, Ben? Yes, very hot as well. Um, yeah. Too warm. I, I mean, I personally just can't help it. You know, I, I walk in the room and it just. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> well, I always have to close my windows so that we don't get any background noise. And uh, you know, forty-five minutes of recording a podcast in this kind of heat, I'm just, I'm just drenched. Balls but, are sweaty. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> <almost forgetting. laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> As always, um, do be sure to follow our socials for updates and news. And actually, this is our last podcast before our new festival as well. Very exciting. Uh, Charlie, our, our resident um, film student with Nerd. plenty of films, obviously. Yeah, well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say that, but uh, has uh, curated uh, some really, really great best of British films. Uh, that's going to be in our festival, which is kicking off next week. Uh, so, yeah, do be. Uh, do be sure you are subscribed for that uh, drop us a like as well uh, hit that notification bell and we appreciate the support and uh, once that the festival is over if you do have a film you want us to break down in season three uh, please leave a comment either on our socials or in the youtube comments and we'll be sure to get it on the list but today we're going to talk about airplane classic classic comedy from 1980 uh very outdated but we'll probably talk about that later but god i f- i forgot how funny it was it's 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 bloody hilarious <laughs> in places um but before we get onto that uh ben what have you been watching this week um not not a lot of tv um except for some more castle shock shock <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it popped up on my on my um on netflix the other day and i was just like no it's been that. listening to you you've got to watch it. it's on disney though it's on star that's the um, one, sorry, Disney, not, yeah. not Netflix. I knew I'd seen it somewhere. For... That's how much I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very good. I actually um, finished off Lucifer season uh, five, which I think I mentioned last week. Um, oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, that was that was good. Um, very interesting depictions. Um, but it's made me realize how good Castle is, which is... Uh, which is pretty nice. It's nice to have like eight seasons of something just to plow through. Um, I've come to a strange conclusion about you, Ben. Mm-hmm. You like really, really dark <laughs> bastards. No. <laughs> <laughs> you like really, really dark religious stuff. <laughs> Why? Like, is it because you might be watching something that I told you to watch. Oh, what? That was that was a very good segue. Congratulations. <laughs> can, we, can we just say before before we move on? It says on our little script thing here that Ben's just been watching England, <laughs> just England, England in general. Uh, we are we are recording this a week in Lou, so listen. Oh, the if you're football. A bit confused. Yeah, yeah. He's been, England versus Croatia was yesterday yes. for us. What a boring game. 
Yeah, I, don't know. I was in the pub, so I was in the pub as well, but it was still boring. Get, Nothing did happened. You get, did you get drenched by a lager? I got drenched I, by the sun, mate. It was yeah, absolutely yeah. Oh, baking. Twenty six degrees. It was. It was just like not okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. So as I was saying, I, I've noticed that you really like dark religious stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Castle Castlevania. Uh, I don't know, uh, Lucifer. You liked Blood of Zeus as well. Oh yeah, that was dark. Yeah, yeah. I, I've noticed that you kind of like that stuff, which has made me think about our next festival. Which uh, just a little hint for our listeners, our avid listeners, <laughs> it's going to be uh, <laughs> uh, more sort of Halloween, Halloween inspired. So I'm, I'm thinking of dropping a couple of things into it. Oh, great! Uh, Terrific. I, I just love horror films, as you know. You know, I <laughs> yeah. can't wait. But that's the thing. Why it surprised me is that you know, week after week, we come here and we have a chat, and it's like Ben, what have you been watching? It's like, oh yeah, season of witches or Castlevania or like just, <laughs> and yet you are terrified about our upcoming uh, fourth festival uh, that's going to be in the autumn season. So, uh... so the thing is, right? Let's just let's just put some some context onto this. Castlevania, firstly. It's an anime, right? So, well, it's not even anime. It's more cartoon. Firstly, it's it's bloody awesome. It is incredible <laughs> TV. If you want to, honestly, it's the best. It's the it is definitely up there with like my number one TV show. I don't think anything wow. else tops it. Like, uh, it's yeah. incredible. Uh, it just gets better as well, Joe. You've just finished season one, haven't you? I have. Yeah, that's. I was just about to say uh, that's what I've been watching this week. I've just literally about an hour ago finished season one. Just starting season two. How it, many uh, seasons is there? Uh, there's four, but uh, season one's only got four episodes in it, so it's actually only about uh, one hour and twenty minutes to watch okay. all of season one, and then you're done. And then season two, three, and four have like eight and ten episodes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Right. Um, so yeah, really easy to watch, and oh, the animation is fantastic. It's got a really good voice cast in it as well. Richard Armitage from The Hobbit oh, plays yeah. like the vampire hunter. I think also one of the other hobbits that was in the trilogy. It plays Dracula, I think. You know that big brutish hobbit? I think his name was like uh, Dwalin or something like that. Right, right, right. You know, the Scottish one that had like the tattoo yeah. on his head. Uh, I think he voices Dracula and then, yeah, it's fantastic. So it's not an anime that has originated from Japan. It's it's a Netflix right. original anime-inspired animation. What's, the, um, what's it about? Uh, well, essentially, it's set in uh, Middle Ages Romania. Right. Uh, so uh, during then it was more called um, Transylvania. Wal- yeah, Transylvania, Wallachia. Uh, and basically, Dracula has been married to this human, and it's like the only human he's ever loved. Uh, and right. she gets she gets one day, like episode one, it's not really spoilers at all. Episode one, she gets burnt at the stake for being a witch. She's uh, a witch. She, she's, well, exactly. she's actually a scientist. She's, actually a, she's, actually she's, a, a, she's scientist. a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, okay. okay. Um, but she gets burnt at the stake for being a witch, and Dracula kind of loses his shit and unleashes <laughs> the, the horde from, from hell. Right. Uh, and when I say horde from hell, I do not mean that lightly. I am talking about giant vampire bats eating babies and ripping people apart, kind of. Lovely. It, it's incredibly it. gory. You see yeah, everything. Right. Uh, and then Richard Armitage voices Trevor Belmont from the House of Belmont, and they are like throughout history have been these this famous noble family of vampire hunters. Right. Okay. So he's the last one in the line. He hasn't got any kids or anything, and he's a bit of a drunk now. So it's that typical kind of like hero redemption yeah, story. Redemption arc. Yeah. Uh, and basically, he he ends up in in um, Gretchen, which is like the city, the main city of the right. start of season one, and and he, and, just like hunts him, does he? 
Yeah, he actually right. seeks the help of Dracula's son, who is also a vampire, ironically, and they kind of form like an alliance. And that's where I've got to. Oh, right. just, you know, so it's really good. Go check it out, uh, listeners at home as well. What, what's it on? Netflix. It's a Netflix, oh, Netflix original. So, yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Um, Chaz, what have you been watching this week? I rewatched Hot Fuzz, which is very fun Yarp. to revisit. Yarp. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tells me nothing. Did you did you watch uh, did you watch it for for the greater good? I did, I did. <laughs> yeah, greater good. I love how you managed to get that in there. Thank you. <laughs> We're on it today think... with the segways, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I forgot how like cohesive that film is. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot better than I remember it being. Easily the strongest of the uh, the Cornetto trilogy. Cornetto. Yeah. Cornetto. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Actually, I like Shaun of the Dead. I think that Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I think World's I think End was it... a letdown. Yeah, yeah, it drops off after those two, doesn't it? it was, yeah, yeah. It was, they kind of just tried to milk the same jokes, but it just yeah. didn't really work. I think it would have been really uh, good if, say, for example, Edgar Wright had directed Paul, because that, yes, yeah, yeah. that was also um, Nick Clegg and, and... Was Nick Clegg? Yeah. Simon. No, Simon. Nick Clegg. What's his name? Nick Cage. <laughs> Cage. Definitely the leader Cage. of the Labour Party. Nick... <laughs> <laughs> Liv Dems, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, is Nick it? Oh, I'm getting. There we go. Nick Frost. Simon, someone as well. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. There we go. I knew there was yeah, like. Yeah, a, yeah. I knew there was like an egg in there somewhere. Clegg, Pegg, <laughs> egg, egg. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think they they went on to do Paul after they did, which uh, I quite enjoyed that film. That's so funny. I recently yeah. watched that. It's really funny, and I think it's got the same kind of vibe as the Cornetto trilogy, even if it yeah, isn't yeah. Like an Edgar Wright film, but. Like a lot of people didn't like Paul though, from what I can remember like, back in the day. Funny. But I think it's great, yeah. It's a very nerdy it. film as well, which just always helps, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'll never forget that line. You know, when he's like, "Yo, fuck nuts, it's probing time." And <laughs> yeah. Anybody want one of these? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> what a great film. Um, speaking of really great comedies, this week we did watch when Charlie's case. Have has recently rewatched Airplane, so we're going to talk about it. Sorry, every time I say the film title, I suppose we should try and shout it because it does have yeah, an explanation. Mark. Yeah, yeah. So this week Airplane. we watched Airplane. <laughs> um, ben, Ben, why don't you break Fucking down the film up. for us to get us started? <laughs> I've killed Ben. Oh wait, okay. So sorry, um, Ben. What's Airplane about? Airplane is a about... no. You didn't say it right. Airplane. Sorry, sorry. Let me try again. Yeah. The gain on this recording is going to be horrible. Yeah. R.I.P. Headphone users. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Airplane is a 1980 film that was made with a three and a half million budget, um, and it made 170 million dollars at the box office. That's uh, quite so a cozy profit. Bad returns. That is a very. Bad return. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it did very, very well, and uh, it's 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 very obvious why it did very well. Uh, it's it's a film about a uh, rather eclectic cast of characters that are stuck on a plane together, and it turns out that somebody, as we later they later find out, has not done the required health checks and inspections on the onboard catering. So everybody on the plane who had the fish for dinner. Uh, suddenly contracts a semi-lethal virus which incapacitates them at varying speeds um the main uh patients being the uh flight crew leading to uh the plane not having any pilots hence um 
pan pandemonium ensues uh with uh you know some funny funny jokes and uh lines along the way so that's about I it just ask, hmm? were you reading that because that was actually really that was yeah, such really good, good. <laughs> oh, thanks guys no i wasn't you should, I was, you should do I was, it every week <laughs> yeah i was just spinning that off the, off the top of my head damn look at facts this. It's been fact. Promotion. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Joe's yeah. not the host anymore. <laughs> well, that's it, right. Let's just I'm, restart I'm the recording here. Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to the Shoal Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> and today we'll be looking at airplane. Uh, <laughs> damn, I've been I've been Mufasa. Uh... <laughs> Long live the king. <laughs> uh... Um, yeah, the film is mostly a parody of, I think, Zero Hour from the 50s. Because uh, I think what was really interesting, I was watching it with my my girlfriend. Um, and she was like, Why, how old is this film? Because she thought it was like from the 60s. Because yeah. like, the way everyone was talking. It gives off that um, vibe as well. Like yeah, it's filmed as well. Yeah. Um, and like, like the main character, Elaine, she's the, she's the air hostess, uh, stewardess. Bit of an and, as well. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> uh, but she, she has that kind of nineteen sixties kind of like transatlantic accent, where she's like, I don't know, oh Ted, like I don't know what to do, and it's just it it grates on you. But I think that's the point. Yeah, I think it's yeah, reminiscent of that. But um, yeah, I mean, it is a big parody of I think Zero Hour, and there's so many other uh, films throughout. Like the any course. like disaster movie, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. well, and even like, I suppose like Jaws, even like, like does it at the very start, doesn't it? When it's in yeah. the clouds, that's so good. <laughs> just I actually think it. that the, I think the main character in Zero Hour from the fifty-seven was actually called Ted Striker as well. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're not shying away from it then. Yeah, no, they they haven't. Um, uh, it genuinely and... is like it's so obtuse. Like you do not have to be have a sharp humor to enjoy this film but it is so clever like it's like the yeah. the cleverest dumbest film i like is mm-hmm. ever it, it's everything is like almost done like to a meticulous level of detail it's like clockwork mm-hmm. isn't it it works yeah. so smoothly it's, but also exactly. like yeah. it's so silly like yeah, it's just yeah. it's just straight up slapstick comedy is yeah and i think if i could describe the film in one word it would be unexpected like everything's so unexpected like when when the main character when ted says that he has a drinking problem and then he just throws oh, drink yeah. in his eye it's i think, it's, I think <laughs> yeah i think almost i'd say my my one word would just be literal every everything they say in the film is mm-hmm. taken 100 yeah. percent literally as if you just inputted it into like you know a, a five minute year old a five minute old ai or something that just doesn't exactly understand yeah the i feel like this is something that like an ai would produce and would yeah. be like this isn't a story at all you've just <laughs> shut out a load of stuff and somehow made it cohesively a narrative and That's this is great. why, Chaz, this is why the room is not a meta piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> oh, not when things like airplane exist, okay? <laughs> Airplane's a meta piece of art as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, it does, it, I mean, it does break the fourth wall on numerous occasions, which is just so unexpected i'm going to steal joe's line that it is just hilarious like he's just in the airport and he just looks at the camera saying what are you doing <laughs> like, yeah. i love uh the, the repetition in the film is something that makes the comedy really memorable for me as well like uh there's a few times where you know the same joke is made 
for example, you know, uh, room access to Elaine, you know, uh, this woman needs to be getting into a hospital. And Elaine's like, a hospital? What is it? And Rumac's like, it's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. <laughs> and then that same joke gets repeated like three or four times, but with different, um, I don't know. Places. Like different, yeah, yeah. Different places. <laughs> um, it's like, you need but- it in the cockpit. What's that? It's where they fly the plane. <laughs> that's not important, that's not important right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. And then I think there's uh, towards the end of the movie, the the doctor uh, who kind of inspires Ted to get over his fear of flying and to land the plane safely. <laughs> Three or four times he keeps coming in the cockpit to say, uh, just to let you know, we're all rooting for you. Good luck. And our lives depend on it. And after the plane lands, right at the you know the the crescendo of the film is over. We, we've passed the, the the peak, and then he just comes in the cockpit again after the plane is safely landed, and he's like, "Your life, our lives depend on it. Good luck." I just came to remind <laughs> you. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, a bit of an airhead moment for me. I thought that the captain. And the doctor were the same actor for about ten minutes. Oh dear! Because I thought it was really funny the way the camera pans on the doctor for the first time, sat in his seat. I I, I laughed because I was like, ah. Oh. And then my girlfriend was like, "Why are you laughing?" And I was like, "It's the same actor." <laughs> she was like, "It's not." <laughs> I mean, now that you brought it up, when they so um they the the pilot sends one of the air uh, hostesses to go and find a doctor and he says go find a doctor really discreetly and she's like goes she just goes down every seat and just just leans in is anybody here a doctor anybody here a doctor and then this this woman goes excuse me ma'am i think the person sitting next to me might be a doctor and it just pans to the doctor and he's there yeah. with a stethoscope in his ears <laughs> it's just like the most obvious sign that he is a doctor <laughs> and then um and then the, the doctor's like, uh, uh, Captain, how soon can you land? And the captain's like, I can't tell. And he's like, you can tell me. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. And he says, no, I mean, I'm just not sure. And he's like, well, can't you take a guess? And he's like, well, not for another two hours. What, you can't take a guess for another two hours? <laughs> like I said, literal. So literal, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I think everyone knows that really famous line as well, you know, um, uh, can you fly this plane and land it? It's like, surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I think uh, my oh god, no, there, there's. I think maybe it's it's good to note that this is a film that was uh, made in the 1980s, and as such, some of the humor from the film is definitely um, less in the line and more who gives the line, which does. It, it does create maybe it does it's very awkward to watch in places i think in yeah. a kind of 21st you know 2021 kind of modern society some of it is a little bit kind of rips you straight out of the magic of the film and it's like whoa like that that is not quite okay which is definitely really good to i think to notice and and to you know we we know now that it's not okay um what would you say though Here's what it is. We've seen quite a lot of, as we've done some research on this film, quite a lot of instances where um, bits have been censored out of the film. And we've we've had this discussion quite a few times already. Mm. But what do you think mm-hmm. in the terms of this film? Do you think it should be censored when it's put onto, you know, the different streaming platforms as films are these days? They're kind of on a, like a bit of a carousel, aren't they? They come and go. Um, what do you think to Airplane? Do you think it um, should be or shouldn't be? I think with the, with the right, I think with the right um, parental guidance, it shouldn't be censored because uh, the film itself is a PG, believe it or not. It, it, so children can watch it. 
Um, but whenever it's released on DVD, it's always been given a 15 because of the director's commentary. I think the directors like swear or something or, you know, um, and they, it bumps up the level to 15. But overall, my professional opinion is that I think a film like this should be rated 15 anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think one of the worst and cringiest moments in the film is actually where uh, I think the captain says, you know, uh, something about the passengers <laughs> all turning to jelly. Like, you know, because of the plane is going through turbulence and then the camera pans to a, a plate of jelly and then slowly also pans to a woman's breasts shaking like jelly. And I just I just don't find that funny. Like, it's just uh, it, it's just it's very cheap. Um, yeah. And then like, a, lot, a lot of the film is cheap, though. Like, yeah. Most of the like, jokes in the film are cheap. Yeah, but then like later on, you see the woman's breasts again, but naked, like she's like in the middle of the... um the aisle as the plane's going down everyone's panicking fully clothed and she just like walks into frame shakes her breasts and like walks <laughs> off again. it's, it's not it, even like her head it's just it's literally just her chest in frame yeah, yeah you, you cannot put a, a face to this woman's breasts it's it, <laughs> and so to me i think like i don't know why the film would be rated a pg for that like a, nudity should yeah. be automatically yeah, yeah. like like if it's something sweet like titanic then i guess you can get away with a 12 but if it's if it's in a joking way, I think uh, I think fifteen, and then obviously you've got there's a very um, racist. Well, racist might not be the right word, but it's actually no. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with racist because it Caricature. is very inconsiderate. Uh, yeah, there are two there are two black passengers on on the jet that speak in what the film calls quote unquote jive. Uh, so they, you know, they they speak with that kind of uh, African American vernacular that's kind of um, goes hand in hand with you know, people uh, black people who live in like Detroit or live in more sort of working class areas, uh, but it's exaggerated to the max. It's like it's like to the point uh, which they put subtitles on it. Yeah, and that becomes a problem. I think it's funny in that kind of old fashioned context, and then that joke is made worse by. Uh, there's a moment in the film where that one of the stewardesses is, is is trying to talk to them and she can't understand them. So this old white woman who's like 80 years old is like, uh, it's okay, I speak jive. And she just starts talking to them. And for all intents and purposes, it's a very funny caricature moment, but it's very outdated now, obviously. Um, but I think it goes back to the same thing that we've talked about um, two weeks ago with The Pursuit of Love and what we talked about with Aladdin and breakfast at tiffany's it's that again I'm, I'm i'm always in that mind that censorship is i think more damaging and less educational than actually leaving something in mm-hmm. one thing i will say for airplane sorry airplane uh is that uh i think you could get away with editing it out more because it some of the jokes that are a bit outdated they don't necessarily add to the story or the narrative they're more just like side skits that don't really yeah they're just they're just there because at the time that was fashionable to you know mm. that would have been hilarious yeah but for us it's but... just just doesn't fit in with the greater the greater good flashback comedy yeah but i feel like you could definitely not have them have those in there and it'd still make sense which yeah. i mean obviously mm. uh, as we've said it's probably better to keep them in but it doesn't yeah it's not a necessity 
Yeah, I think uh, I've actually got a list here because uh, I always find it really fascinating when films have like alternate versions. Like there are, you know, I could talk about film censorship for days. Like, I always find like the way films are censored for Chinese markets really interesting. I think we've, I think me and you, Chaz, have talked about that before. Yeah, in the previous previous episode. Um, and... there's some big note. There's been some big ones of those recently, hasn't there? Very high profile. Yeah, and I think what it would be worth to do is actually do an episode talking about like the 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 history and relationship uh, between the the Chinese film industry and Hollywood because I think it's very interesting and um, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, please. Uh, <laughs> please. Um, but no, here I've got a, I've got a pretty interesting list of like alternate versions of of airplane. Um, uh, sorry, you didn't say it right. Sorry, <clears throat> some versions do not have sub. So alternate versions of airplane uh, here. <laughs> so, uh, so some versions do uh, not actually have those subtitles for the jive dudes, quote unquote. There, that's not what I'm calling them. It's just what the film refers to them as. And um, obviously, the original theatrical release had the subtitles. My version was interesting because I, I watched it very, very legally. Obviously. Uh, obviously <laughs> watched it very very legally and i think for the first encounter they they had the subtitles and then uh, later on in the film they didn't um, so i was a little bit confused hmm. as to that I, I may or may not have watched the same legitimate copy <laughs> um just some other notable changes to different versions that may have been on tv or something um the sky movies version as i'm aware actually uh actually broadcasted the uh the the punchline to the cocaine joke. Um, Got that. There's like a moment where like she snorts. The one is it the stewardess? Uh, no, like, it's the passenger. Uh, that's it. The nun is yeah. it a nun? No, no, no. It's not the nun. It's just the one next to the. Ah, uh... oh, I can't even remember it now. Now you've brought yeah. it up. This but is she's Ben's got like... the seating plan out. He's looking at the seating plan. Uh, she was sitting in aisle three A, and <laughs> <she's>... <laughs> um, no, it was something like, um, "Are you okay?" It was like, uh, "Are you okay or something?" Or you got a drink, and she's like, "Yes, yes, all fine." And then she just like she doesn't want the drink, does she? She doesn't want the alcohol. She's like, "No, no, I'm okay." Like, because I think the woman sitting next to her office, like, like oh yes you're right yeah it's like would you like a drink she's like no no i'm all right no i don't drink and then she does a fat line of coke (laughs) off her finger (laughs) Um, great yeah so i I, that was actually in my version that i watched but i know that whenever it's on tv that is completely pulled i think that's down to the the rating because yeah class a drug isn't it i've Yeah. yeah No, I didn't mean the rating of the drug. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a it gets cut from the films because it's a class A drug. And it, yeah, okay. It yeah. would it would it yeah. would probably make it an eighteen, wouldn't it? I, I no, 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 no. There, there are so many. There are so many twelves really? that have drug use in them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'll make you a list. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be the next festival. Yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> films that are 12 or pg-13 that have drug use in them um yeah no it's, i i think the version i had had the joke kept in but if you if you watch um if you ever catch airplane before the watershed which in the uk the watershed is what we call that cut off at 9 p.m so uh usually you're i, I know that in america they do t- tv differently like they'll put whatever on the channels at whatever time but before the program starts they'll always tell you what the rating is oh wow so that you can like switch yeah like, i think because we don't really have tv ratings in the, in this country like they're always either 
um as i as i'm aware anyway uh i know that tv stuff does get rated but they don't actually um like put them on tv like as they're being broadcast uh, yeah like, so if the tv show makes it to dvd obviously the dvd will have a bbfc rating on it uh, or if it's on netflix you can see the rating in the corner but no in america literally as soon as you start any program in the top corner it will then say if it's like a tv pg or a tv 12 or a tv ma i think which is like the mature audiences one masters uh, no masters yeah um, you have, to, you have yeah. to have a masters to watch this program yeah <laughs> that's, like fight, that's fight club yeah um, the following is not suited to uneducated individuals <laughs> most of the films that charlie watches <laughs> yeah. um yeah so i think before 9 p.m you'll never catch anything on on tv before 9 p.m that is any more than like a pg-13 or a, or a 12 or something so if you want to watch anything that's above that 15 18 some some 12s they're always going to be on after 9 p.m so i think airplane's always on before 9 p.m because it's funny and it's family friendly ish yeah i should put an exclamation mark at the end of that ish i was gonna yeah, say yeah. it's a very it's a it's a it's a very ish yeah <laughs> airplane is uh airplane is suitable ish um yeah ben ben is just very uh slyly written in the notes here that drug use content is restricted to a pg-13 and above but that's Straight that's america though that's um no that's uk we don't have pg-13 in this country, wow ben. it's on wikipedia and it says uk so it must be both <laughs> that's right then, yeah. that's we don't have pg-13 <laughs> don't, in don't question wikipedia joe right, all right it's 12a all right it's 12a there we go yeah the bbfc <laughs> is upg 12 15 18 and 12a is only for cinemas uh, would have you believe fucking all right i'll get rid of the a then yeah, yeah. Thank you. There we go. Twat that makes me happy now. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me. I, I have the power of God and anime on my side. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just to cap off, uh, I think in that in in the TV version that there is an alternate take uh, where the woman's breasts are, uh, are bouncing and uh, and showing, featuring. Uh, she's in like a tight red and yellow striped T-shirt. So. And so okay. and she's like covered up, but I think in the version I watched, it was just very nude. I suppose it that still works. Even if, is it more tasteful? I don't know. I suppose it is. Well, Agatha Christie always said the thrill is in the chase, never in the capture. So <laughs> oh, you make make that as you We've got to leave something to the imagination, haven't we? So it's just the the, the yeah. fact that you use the words chase and capture, red flag. Yeah. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> We're such a sophisticated podcast, aren't we? This is such a segue into the arguably the the weirdest moment of the film. Uh, the captain, uh, oh, the way he speaks to uh, one of the children in the movie. So that one of the children that's flying in on the flight, he really wants to see the cockpit and the stewardess is like, yeah, absolutely, I'll see what I can do with the captain. And the child goes up and and sees the cockpit and and it was just supposed to be this like fleeting visit. The stewardess is like, right, let's take you back to your parents. But the captain's like, oh no, it's all right, little scamp. He can stay. He's not harming anyone. And then the captain just starts talking to him and asking him really weird questions, like, have you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> have you it's ever very been in a changing room? <laughs> have you ever stared stared at a man as he's naked? <laughs> and very very strange. I, I that mean, to me are moments in the film that I just cannot make sense of. 
Like there are some really weird jokes that just don't add up with any kind of context. And then again, there are some great moments concerning some children uh, earlier on in the film, which totally are just there for no other reason than I think just to be funny. But the, it, I think it's quite famous, the line. In fact, it is extremely famous. Um, I don't Shall think we reenact it? Shall we? Yeah, yeah. Do you want, do you want, line, which part yeah. do you want? Which part do you want? I'll be little girl. Uh, okay, I'll be, I'll, I'll be your <laughs> coffee. Okay. Excuse me, <clears throat> I happen to be passing and I thought you might like some coffee. Oh, that's that's very nice of you. Thank you, thank you. Take oh, coffee. Oh, you coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's restart. Charlie, you be the narrator. You be the narrator. He already was being the narrator. I know, but I, I ruined it. I, I jumped in. <laughs> right. Excuse well, me, I happen to be passing, and I thought you might like some coffee. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Takes coffee. Oh, won't you sit down? <laughs> Cream? No, thank you. I, I take it black, like my men. <laughs> End scene. I would like credits to roll. <laughs> yeah, so for our listeners, that's just an example of some of the jokes and moments that are very strange in the film that you can expect. Um, we're not really selling it as a family-friendly comedy, are we? <laughs> no, it definitely isn't a family-friendly comedy. Let's be real. It is yeah. advertised as one though, which does make it interesting. Yeah, and is I that, is that just the writers? making just having another joke here yeah. i don't know yeah. Yeah. this is this is this is family friendly psych can you imagine this is family that? friendly I mean, sometimes imagine <laughs> taking your child to see this in in the 1980s uh and then just just i don't know i think i think i would have been scarred as a as a little child watching this that's why everyone did coke in the 80s <laughs> when they grow up there we go <laughs> um speaking of some like weird trivia related to the film uh, you would think that a plain like disaster film wouldn't be um, very profitable in the 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 in-flight entertainment sort of uh, box office success. But um, funnily enough, Air Mexico was the only airline to buy the film for their in-flight entertainment. Uh, I, I just find amazing. Say, I thought you were gonna like say that it was like the most played on airplanes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would be great. That would have been good. That would have been funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I really noticed about the film, which actually uh, made me laugh, is um, when the Boeing seven four seven crashes through the large windows inside <laughs> the terminal. I immediately thought, "Oh well, Christopher Nolan was lying to us. Like, <laughs> it's not the first time a full size plane has been filmed <laughs> through a hangar." <laughs> Up he obviously tenant. hasn't seen airplane, has he? No, Sorry, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was it was very good. Um, but um, I was one thing. Just speaking of air flight, in flight entertainment, one scene that just didn't make sense on any level was just the fact that they were making just to kind of as the pilots were you know slowly dropping from illness, they um dropped the big projector screen at the front of the plane and everyone had a little like kind of stethoscope style headset and the in-flight entertainment was plane crash testing <laughs> and it was yeah. just like planes like spray painted or like you know they're kind of like the, you know there's like dummy those crash test dummy t- just like those just like yeah. piling into the floor i was just like it's just like things like that that are just in the film that just aren't not even mentioned by anybody but they're just like why on earth is that there and it just it just makes it so much funnier do you want to hear my argument that um the airplane sorry the airplane has (laughs) 
predicted artificial intelligence. <laughs> what with the what? Uh, the drive yeah. the um, self driver or whatever. It is. Let's appreciate the automatic pilot. That's it. So <laughs> in the film, they they press automatic pilot, which you would think would just sort of be an algorithm <laughs> where the, you know the computer takes over the plane. But no, this giant inflatable dummy pilot that inflates in the in the co-pilot seat and not only is he just there like stationary he moves he winks he waves that's uh, really unsettling when he winks i'm like oh, it sounds like what the fuck no the most unsettling part is when he's starting to deflate and his face, <laughs> his face yeah. changes like he looks really miserable and then um elaine the stewardess like runs in and she's on she's on the the phone to ground control and he's saying oh you need to you need to inflate him and his inflation device is Man, down between his, his between his legs <laughs> so she starts doing this motion with her head between his legs and then the the the, the doctor comes in <laughs> and you just get this horrible angle uh well you get two horrible angles the first one is from the behind of Elaine just making a motion <laughs> uh, which looks terrible and then the worst part and the scariest part which has been ingrained into my cerebral cortex uh, is just the the automatic pilot's face has changed like to a, this really like cheesy grin it's like, like in big the eyes. room yeah the guy in the oh, room <laughs> <laughs> so we say in the room and airplane a, a cinematic universe yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're both meta yeah <laughs> Surely you're tearing me apart. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. Shirley. <laughs> oh. Altogether. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible one as well. Yeah. Would you would you recommend this film to a family? Maybe if, if the they, kids if like they were teenagers, yeah. 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 I think it's a good one to watch with mates. My my girlfriend oh, didn't like it. She she didn't like really? it. At all. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about my, my, my lovely girlfriend and comedy is that uh, for listeners who don't know, my, uh, my girlfriend's Italian, right? And they have a very, very different sense of uh, humor. Uh, so Italian sense of humor can be quite um, animated and slapstick. And uh, like all good old fashioned humor, it can be a little bit racist as well. Um, so but- she should have loved the airplane, right? Uh, yeah. you, you would you would think that but it, like italians don't do dry humor they do over-the-top expressive humor like they don't do these kind of like literal jokes or puns or anything like that it's just it's just not their kind of style so i honestly i have tried so hard monty python only fools and horses airplane just that kind of like it just doesn't go down well with her at all wow. so i i think i think comedy like this really has to I think it is really tailored to English and American comedy. Yeah, it's very British, isn't it? Well, I that's the thing say, I, I was trying was... to think of. I, I thought it was very American. Like, really? I thought it was very American as well. I At first, I thought it was more British. But I think it's quite British in the fact it's very, almost like, not self, you know, it's not really self-depreciating, but it's kind of like, almost in the literalness of it you know it's kind of almost like it's almost like one long dad joke which i think is quite yeah. British. um yeah. but then it's an american film and i think there's there's quite a few like almost americanisms in there but to be yeah. honest i think for me it was it was that clever and that good that it kind of transcended either or um yeah it was just it was just a great use of the english language 
and mm-hmm. and just great use of um you know of the of the camera and and everything else that that it it did so for me it was kind of yeah it, it was almost an american film doing british humor but at the same time i thought it was just brilliant so i don't really i think care. it was uh, i think the big problem for, for my girlfriend is that she didn't um it was more sort of like the weird sexual humor that just wasn't very <laughs> right. funny like she, she thought it was just weird and unsettling she did kind of enjoy some of the puns uh like she she absolutely cracked up at the uh um uh, are you nervous yes is this your first time no i've been nervous lots of times <laughs> that one was good but yeah i don't know i think i think it also perhaps you know when it's your second i think dry humor doesn't work in any second language yeah like, you know, if you want to do dry humor you've got to tailor it for for a first language speaking audience i would say i'm sure there is plenty of dry humor that exists in italy that, you know, if we learned Italian to the best of our abilities, we still probably wouldn't find that funny. Just because yeah, maybe yeah. we, I don't know, maybe we don't get it or something. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, this, uh, air, sorry, Airplane is uh, <laughs> definitely um, the best one of like all, because this set of people did like Naked Gun and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that, didn't they? I think Airplane is definitely the best one of those. I think I really enjoy spoof films as a whole. I think I think they're better if they're older. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I do think this kind of set the precedent and like set the bar for some later spoof films that came out. I think one of my favorite spoof films is uh, the one that Charlie Sheen did of Top Gun. Um, I don't remember the um, the name of it now. Uh, Hot Shots. There we go. Right, I've not seen it. Yeah, that was nineteen ninety one, and it's uh, yeah Harley, a psychologically imbalanced fighter pilot, is entrusted. Uh, the responsibility of destroying Saddam Hussein's nuclear plants when it, when whilst competing against a rival pilot, so it's basically right, top right, gun. Okay. But it, it that that is exactly the same as airplane. It's so funny. It's got all that kind of dry humor in it, uh, and I'm pretty sure it's got Lloyd Bridges in it as well, who played the um, ground control uh, sort of captain <laughs> oh, right. from airplane. So, yeah, what a this was not the week to give up sniffing glue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jim Abrahams is the director of Hot Shots. Uh, oh, there we go. That makes sense. He directed Airplane as well. Wow. You learned, <laughs> oh, wow. You learned so much on this show. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so you got Airplane, Top Secret, Risky, a Big Business, Naked Gun, and then he did, yeah, Hot Shots. And then he also did Hot Shots Part de, which is actually what it's called. And that's a spoof of <laughs> Rambo. Like the second Naked Gun's like Naked Gun two and a half or something, isn't it? Something yeah, stupid yeah, like yeah. that. Like... <laughs> There is actually an airplane to the sequel. Yeah, have there you seen is, it? Yeah, yeah. I have and it. And it goes to like space. It's not oh, as good. Wow. But it's it's what? still like it's still funny. <laughs> well Jim Abrahams <laughs> didn't do that one. He he just did the first one. So right, right. He, he felt like he had exhausted as many uh as many of uh the any airplane the... jokes as he could. <laughs> and and racial stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. No, they'd go to space, like and it's like a commercial flight in space. And obviously it's like everything goes wrong again sort of thing wow. out of context it really sounded like you were describing the fast and furious franchise there <laughs> <laughs> they what, go to in, space. The, in, in the ex- <laughs> in the director exhausting all the jokes <laughs> yeah wait <laughs> speaking of speaking of that you, uh, just a sidetrack the fast and furious nine has been absolutely ripped by critics 
Really? The, tra- the trailer ripped. looks... It, like, I just watched the trailer. It just came up, actually. And all it was was just, like, a couple of minutes of them playing with magnets in cars with physics that just didn't make sense. Yeah. And I was just, I was just like, what am I meant to do with this? Like, Ken Quaid <laughs> says Ben gives it four stars. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're family and we stick together. <laughs> I, I haven't watched any of those films, I don't think. What, you've I not like... watched a single Fast and Furious? Wow. I don't think so. Oh, some That's... of them are actually all right. In it just doesn't appeal Seven. to me. Like... Seven was really good. Yeah. I, I, some of them are like... Some of them just go too far. Like, so, so They go too this, fast and too serious. <laughs> so essentially, right, you've got... What it started out originally as is like the first few films, there's a narrative which basically bridges the entire thing. So it's not really... Like, there are events that are contained within each film... But as a narrative, it kind of slots into this greater like universe. Um, but then they kind of got to like the fifth film, and they kind of like, or like the fourth film, and they'd kind of like finished the f- the first kind of almost saga of it, and mm-hmm. and then they just kind of kept pumping them out because at this point they were just absolute cash cows. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's a little bit. I don't know. I don't really know, and it's it's hard to comment on. But it was also at the time that Paul Walker you know was was tragically killed in in the car accident was is kind of when it and his he was like the titch, he was like the the second main character he was like he was literally. furious yeah <laughs> it was it was literally like revolving around him and it was like he's no longer like part of the franchise and and in fairness they did they did a really good job and it it became a bit of a meme in a in a good way that you know the, the way they sent him off and it was it was great but then it, from that point onwards it's just kind of like they just pull characters out of the hats. Like, literally, it's right. like, oh, so-and-so has a cousin who's now a villain, and this guy has a brother, and it's like, they're just, like, whipping them out. And it basically, it's just, it's become, like, you know, all the villains are, like, Jason Stratham, and then it's, like, The Rock. Oh, not The Rock. It's, like, you know, it's, like, massive characters, like, right. big AAA names. And, it, you know, they're just pumping money, really, at this point. Um, Jason but... Statham's just like, oh, look, it's the Fast and the Furious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a away with are. it. Yeah. I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. <laughs> yeah, there's there's an element of that, and then there was like a what was it? Was it uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift where it was like kind of like that, out, that was wicked. It it was great, but wasn't that out of time loop? Like they did that did that like it was yeah, chronologically so it, it should have been somewhere else or something. It was a bit yeah. weird. Uh we're gonna have to title this podcast as uh, Fast and Furious now as well. <laughs> Fast and Furious exclamation mark. (laughs) Before we uh, deep dive into the uh, peaks and troughs and troughs and troughs of the Fast and Furious franchise, (laughs) um, I just want to say a big thank you for listeners at home for tuning into this one. Uh, We have been talking about Airplane, not the Fast and Furious. Um, But do be sure. Airplane. (laughs) There we go. Uh, This has been Joe, Charlie, and Bev from the Shaw Weekly Podcast. Obviously, as I said right at the start, of the show next week we are kicking off our british summer film festival so charlie has curated some really really amazing top dog british films the best of british and you can look forward to some james bond you can look forward to some uh some shakespeare as well boys um, so yeah so we're we're classy on this podcast so yeah we know how to do for the great or good <laughs> for the great or good um bushy you should have done you should have done half has <laughs> Should have done. We should have done. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, but stay tuned for that. The uh, by the time this episode is released, we should have a full schedule posted on our socials for you. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And then uh, 
We'll probably try and do some kind of live event towards the end as well. Uh, I know the one for the last festival didn't go as planned due to some personal issues, but we will try and get something organized for that, whether it's a YouTube live or we can do a watch along slash drinking game because I know pulp, a lot of you enjoy Pulp Fiction as well. So we'll get something like that planned. Um, but in the meantime, do be sure to go and check out our other season two episodes. We've watched some really good films this season. It's been actually one banger after another, I think, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, even including the room it was, just, <laughs> yeah. it was good to just talk about it um and yeah we've got plenty more to come so don't go anywhere drop uh drop a like hit that notification bell give us a follow on whatever platform you can and we will be back next week with our british summer festival thanks for listening scene uh, with the woman's breasts wiggling is actually wiggling uh, sure. <laughs> how would you describe it my friend jiggle jiggling okay <laughs>